Welcome to the Inside the Game podcast. I'm joined in the studio today by Julia Bold, who presents the weekend preview show on a Friday on BBC <laughs> Radio Merseyside. Well remembered. Thank you. <laughs> Got to get that right. She gave me a stare and it was, it was a bit scary, I'll be honest. Uh, thanks for coming in. Absolute pleasure. It feels, it's really odd being here because, you know, you watch at home and I feel like, I don't watch the soap operas, but I feel a little bit like, you know, if you go on the Corrie tour or something and you go in the Rover's Return, I feel a bit like this is what this is. It's bizarre. Weird to see you. Yeah. yeah it's different. That's Coronation Street. If you've ever done that. So there you go. Come on then. How did you, how did you get into your journalism? As a, as a child, were you sporty? Were you into your sports? Or? Um, I wasn't necessarily sport. I did a lot of dancing, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I was sporty in that way. Yeah. But I loved radio. Loved radio. I was okay. obsessed with radio as a kid. Um, used to make my own radio station called Radio 600, which Brilliant. I got from because I used to think, well, Radio 1's pretty good. Radio 2's pretty good. And I knew at the time I wasn't very good. So I thought if I go down the <laughs> if numbers... If I go to 600. Around <laughs> about 600, that's probably my level. So mm-hmm. I did Radio 600. And yeah, with my high-speed dubbing and all that kind of stuff, you know, when you get ghetto blaster, no one will have a clue if they're young now well, what know if that is. <laughs> yeah, with your tapes and stuff. And yeah, so I used to just be obsessed with radio, like listening to radio. And I loved people talking about sport. I loved... I didn't know at the time, but the psychology of sport. I liked mm. hearing sports people talk about themselves away from the usual settings and i used to practice which is really sad you know when it was cfax yeah used to practice reading the sport out loud off cfax and you had to time it perfectly because the page would turn and you'd miss the bottom of the story so i used to (laughs) that's probably where i started thinking i'd like to do this and then at school I remember the careers, careers advisor saying, what do you want to do? And I said, I like to do sport on the radio. And they just looked at me and said, do you want to be a teacher? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't want to be a teacher. So I went to uni and I did English with business and management studies. So nothing to nothing do with what I'm doing now. Because mm-hmm. again, nobody really knew what to do with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and a girl, I think especially, was yeah. a bit unusual at the time. You know, it's more than 20 years ago. And then I sat there one day and I thought, right. And I wrote to every radio station in the Northwest that I could think of. And I introduced myself and I said, can I come in for a week and spend a week with you? And I heard from none <laughs> at all, <laughs> apart from one, which was Rock FM in Preston. Okay. So I was yeah. working in a bar at night as a student and I was traveling there in the day. And yeah, went in for a week initially. I just worked my backside off for a week for free. And they yeah. said, I tell you what, no one's in next week doing work experience. Do you wanna, do you wanna well, stay? And I was like, yes, fair enough. And then it got to the Wednesday and they said, do you want to go on air? And I thought, oh my goodness, this took a turn. (laughs) And so yeah, read a few bulletins on air on the radio. And I was thinking, I really like, I was terrified, but I thought I really like this. Uh, Yeah, and they covered sort of Preston and all that kind of stuff. So it was really nice to be able to do that. And yeah, I was there six months on work experience. I never left. It was the weirdest thing. And then they offered me a few freelance shifts. And then through that, your name gets about. So there was Tower FM. None of these stations exist anymore, but Tower (laughs) FM in Bolton got in touch because they knew somebody and said, oh, we've got some work coming up. So yeah, yeah, went there and that meant I could do a bit of stuff where they covered Bolton and Berry. Bolton were in the Premier League at the time. And yeah, so it was kind of- And Berry were a thing. And Berry Berry still existed. (laughs) Yeah, so that was good. Um, Yeah, and I was there about a year. And at the time they used to send jobs down we had like an IRN list. Right. Again, none of this exists anymore. No. IRN doesn't exist. Um, and one for Radio City came up, and that's where I'd always thought I'd love to work at Radio City. Is that the dream? That was <laughs> the dream, yeah. And I actually 
didn't initially get the job. I was second for the job. And right. the lad who got the job over me got offered another job and he went somewhere else. Like so then he rang me up and said, do you want to come back? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and that's how, yeah, I ended up around here, really. And yeah, just an amazing experience at Radio City. I think it was there five, six years. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Loved every minute of it. I'm just loving the fact you were reading three fact pages. That's, <laughs> that's like stuck with me. I mean, it's embarrassing. Teletext that again. People have a certain age, they'll be like, what are these people talking yeah. about? I guess it was like, how would you describe it to someone now? How do you, how do you describe it, that it, to a 12-year-old? Yeah, <laughs> it was basically like... The internet. I was going to say day. like a website, but then they don't even look at websites. Everything's YouTube and TikTok and all of that. But it was literally just like a website on the telly, I suppose. Yeah. With links, wasn't it? Page four hundred one, and, and yeah, you, know, you could book everything from your holiday, your holiday, to yeah. get the football scores, to get the scores, <laughs> and, and the, the big thing at the bottom, you know, club call, only like nineteen pound a minute to hear that yeah. Everton were interested in seventeen world class strikers. It was all, it was all a blag. Um, but yeah, reading the stories on that was uh, that's, yeah, that's Loved amazing. Do, yeah, that's good. That, but that's, I mean, that shows that insight that you know you've identified. Oh, I actually like this, and then practicing. Yeah, it was a good way of practicing because. That is a lot of, especially when I was starting out, and with they used to say, if you're a woman, your voice is naturally high, and when the adrenaline kicks in when you're on air, you naturally go higher again. So they used to get us to write on our scripts, because we had paper scripts, slow, because if you slow down, your voice goes lower, and low. So you don't always think about, don't go too high pitch, because people don't like women high pitch, particularly on sport. So it, yeah, it, and all these things have stuck with me, and even now, I'll think, you're speaking too fast, slow down. Well, so yeah. it, it, was good, it was good grounding, yeah. But it is funny, I think women are probably... I mean, you heard it with commentators, didn't you, when we first started Jackie Oakley on, you know, Match of the Day and everything. Mm. And I felt at the time, I think I'd have just preferred to have put Match of the Day on and hear a female commentator. But I think there was a big hullabaloo the week before, wasn't About there? And I think it happen. makes it too too much because it is hard it is genuinely harder being a woman it's it's easier than it was but it's not easy at all. i was going to say because obviously you're talking about that there the journey and, and when it, it started in 20 years or whatever there, there really wasn't you know there wasn't that many that i think of gabby logan roslyn what's her name logan. gabby logan roslyn was big breakfast, big breakfast. <laughs> gabby logan she's also good Ga yeah it was good yeah but not not the Gabby I'm thinking of, Gabby Logan, and obviously Claire Baldwin's been, you know, huge constants, I guess, and has been on quite a while. But even it's it's that that novelty thing, I think, would be the way they put it at first. It's oh, oh look, we've we've got a woman in the studio, and, yeah. and there is it. I guess from like this, I haven't got a clue how it feels like to be a woman doing it. <laughs> so from this side of it, it is. I think there is a mentality, and you do you still. You see ridiculous things on social media and all that, but people are in a very male-dominated thing. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on, how you, you can't talk about this because this is a male sport. So what was yeah. it like, the other side of the fence coming into that? Yeah, do you know, someone once said that to me. They said, you can't interview male footballers because you've never played men's football. And I thought, well, clearly I've never played men's football. <laughs> it's quite obvious I've not played men's football, but that doesn't mean I can't ask question. good questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember actually um, going to an Everton press conference and it was one of the first times I'd been to these big press conferences and they're terrifying. It's so easy for fans to go, that was a stupid question, you know, when you're watching along now on, on YouTube or whatever. 
but they are terrifying. Mm. And I remember it was at Belfield. So yeah. it was before Finch Farm even existed. Yeah. And they used to drive in and there was a, a porter cabin on the left that they'd take the manager in and it was odd, it was like a porter loop. Yeah. And they'd do the press conference in there. It was a bizarre thing ever. And you would go in and I remember walking in one day and even now I quite often go to a press conference and I'm the only female. But I, so I think I was 24, 25, walked in the porter cabin and everybody fell silent and nobody spoke to me. Nobody said Stop hello, it. nobody said a word. And I remember thinking, this is awful, but you can't do anything because you think I can't appear weak because obviously I'm a girl and they've all gone silent because nobody knows how to talk to me. And we did the press conference and I asked my questions and nobody said bye on the way out or anything. And I got in the car and I cried. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I cried all the way back to the studio thinking, that was horrible. And Who's yeah, the I manager? mean, it was David Moyes, Moyes at the time. Yeah, it was when yeah, yeah. Moyes was there. Yeah, um, of course, yeah, Belfield, yeah. of course, yeah. And I just thought, remember that this is weird. But mm. I think, unfortunately, whereas now that, I mean, it doesn't happen now, people do speak to me now, yeah. I don't walk in and this side. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, I don't know if that would be allowed now. I don't know, I don't know if people would make more of an effort. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was because it was still really unusual, particularly in radio, local radio terms, there wasn't really any other women going in. Yeah, but it, I just always remember that. I remember it just, everybody I'll looking at honest, me. I'll be honest, we've been into some of them and some people don't don't yeah. speak in general. I think it's odd anyway. But <laughs> I think really, yeah, that for you, especially as like a young woman, yeah. that must have been, it's intimate. I, I imagine it's intimate, because it isn't, the fair, you know, we've, me and Ped have been to, to different press conferences and what have you. Um, and it can be, in, like the Carlo Ancelotti one, we were at was like, Everybody seemed to be there, the press from all over the world. So that one was quite intimate going into there. We weren't even yeah, asking the, questions, the, but the just scary places can be there. But yeah. I guess for, for a young woman going into that environment as well, and yeah, it must uh, have been horrible. And yeah. I've had that a few times. I did a lot of Tramway games, I covered Tramway quite a bit because I couldn't get into doing sort of the you know the bigger clubs. Mm. And do you know what? I loved it. I did it for three seasons, yeah. home and away, loved it. But again, very different experiences depending on where you went sort of I mean Tramway were always brilliant with me so I can't fault them and even now when I deal with them they're amazing I remember going on an away trip I won't I was going to say the club I won't say the club okay but I went on an away trip and the press get the person that was in charge of sorting all the press out was an older fella mm. and clearly did understand that a girl had come to <laughs> cover the game it completely blew his mind yeah and, you know, I, I said, oh, which one's my ISDN point so I could set my kit up? And so another guy, a younger fella, had said, oh, you're there. Mm -hmm. So as you do, you set all your kit up. And I thought, right, I'll, it'd been quite a long journey in the car. And I thought, I'll go and get a cup of tea. Yeah. So I went to where you buy a cup of tea and the lady said, oh, you're actually media, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm here to cover the game. And she went, oh, you don't have to pay for your cup of tea. There's a, an urn over there, help yourself. Yeah. So fair enough. Went and got my cup of tea as I was, and I was going over my notes. And the older press fella came over and he was just awful. And he said, oh, typical woman getting a cup of tea for free. And then said to me, um, and why have you set up there? Wrong place, just assuming you can go wherever you want to go. Honestly, I just wanted to cry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I said, oh, your colleague told me, oh, you, my colleague, I doubt my colleague told you, this is just women, isn't it? Thinking they can come in and set up where they want. And again, I just thought, I just want the ground to swallow oh, me up. Everybody was looking. But for every negative, there's a lot of positive stories. And I have to say, as time goes on, people are great and a lot of people have looked after me. And I don't think, I think 
I don't think it's easy as a woman coming in and I speak to a lot of, you know, the local girls that are out there now and we kind of have WhatsApp groups, which is nice. So you can say, oh, it was horrible. And, it, you know, and it's lovely that we've kind of got that because I don't feel I had that when I started out. I didn't no. really have anybody I could no say, support, no. this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is no one talking to me? And yeah, but I've never had an issue. I'm trying to think. I've never had an issue with managers I was or gonna players. Say, I was going to say, is there, is there ever been anything with a... I mean, all, managers can be the, the, yeah. pissed off regardless whether you're male or female. They don't yeah. like a question. They don't like a question. Exactly. And if they're under pressure, and they say, I'm just thinking of David Moyes. I, I worked at Everton for 11 years, so yeah. I come across David Moyes in a different role um, a few times. And some days he was fantastic, and other days you want you just wanted to get out the room because he looked like he yeah. was going to... Yeah, but that was with everybody. But, but everybody yeah. was like, and, and I guess, so I imagine with him, he, he, he could be particularly prickly, whether you're male or female, but was that was it generally, have you found it generally okay? Generally, I have never, I can genuinely say I've never had an issue. I've probably had more of an issue with colleagues not necessarily my colleagues no, I'm working no, but with, but other journalists, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, have been a bit more prickly with me, which seems odd. Um, I've certainly never had an issue with any players. As I say, no issue with any managers. There was one manager I remember said, it was uh, doing a tramway game and they were with the away team and they used to come after the post-match, that if you, you know, at Prenton yeah, Park, and yeah, they used to bring yeah, them down yeah. the tunnel and you, you'd be there. And just in front of everyone again, because probably because I stand out because I was the only female there. And he went, oh, nice to have a young lady here as everybody started. And I think he had actually genuinely meant it as a nice thing, but yeah. everybody started sniggering. Yeah. And again, I just thought it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah, again, but you feel like a novelty. Mm. It's probably been harder. Um, I always feel like I have to be 10 times more prepared. Say, yeah. And I was talking to Sue Smith about this because I think she's brilliant on the telly, mm. Sue Smith. I think she's just so she knows all of you know facts and she says she went honestly i have to prep and prep and prep because i just feel like if any, if you make a slight mistake or somebody wants to disagree with you they'll come for you and that's another reason i've only recently gone on social media i've only been on social media for the last year which is weird i know off it, Julia. it's terrible yeah it is no it's bad it, it's bad any anyway. i think just in general i think social media anyway is, it can be fantastic. It's a great tool. Of course mm. it is. It's fantastic. But it allows everybody to have an opinion and, and say whatever they want. And, and they know. wouldn't necessarily say it to your face. No. I always think no, that. No. I mean, I've had an odd email. I remember somebody complained, and it was actually a woman, said she didn't like me doing the sport because I speak too clearly. <laughs> and it annoyed her. <laughs> okay. That was one of my favourite I was going to say, yeah. But nice. I always just reply and go, thanks for the feedback. Really appreciate what you say. And I always take on board everybody's comments. Um, hope you enjoy the show. And then nine times out of ten, you get one back because I don't think they realise that if they send it to everybody at the station, you're going to see you're it. You're going to see it. Yeah. And they go, oh, actually, I really love the show. It's really nice. I like what you're doing. <laughs> it's just it's a, a thing with social media. It's just, it's, people can say whatever they want. We're like a few years ago. Or if you stay off it, you can do your job almost blissfully, can't you? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, I want to get better every day, and you know? every time I do it, I hope it's better than yesterday, and you get on with it. The minute yeah. you start reading social media, you love it. You could go and hand out a million pounds to everyone, and people would call you flash, or you haven't given them enough, or whatever. So you know there is going to be that eighty yeah. twenty element, regardless, isn't it? But I think for like for for women as well, you know, where certainly where football's concerned, people are looking for you to make the mistake so they can jump on you. They, they like to jump on everyone anyway, especially if you say something about their Absolutely. team. Absolutely. You've done it, you've, you've finished all, you and say something they don't agree. And if it's not their opinion, 
<laughs> and it's like sometimes even like doing this, it's like that's just it's just my opinion on that. I, I'm not I'm not the yeah. oracle. So if I say something you don't agree, that's fine. Yeah. It's just how I see it. I I imagine it's ten, fifteen it, times worse. Definitely. I I mean. I've had to start blocking people, and yeah. I don't like to do that. That's and great. It, and it, it's really rare that it's I do block someone. It's a tremendous button to block. But there was just one guy that just decided he just didn't like me because it was a woman on the sport, and mm. just anything. And and I'm very aware because I remember having this a while ago. Another journalist said, "As a woman, you can't laugh. You can't have a laugh when you're doing the sport. You can't sort of joke with a player or a manager because you come across dim as a woman." And that's always stuck with me. So for quite a while, I played it really straight, straight because down the middle, yeah. I was in a panic thinking, I don't want to come across stupid. And even now I'm thinking, have I just laughed too much on this interview? Are people going to think I'm a bit dizzy or something? And this guy currently has decided to message quite a lot saying he hopes I lose my job oh, and okay. hopes my show gets cancelled because I sit there laughing too much and it's, it's serious and I shouldn't be laughing. And I think, yeah, do you know what it is? Football's serious, but also we can't take it massively serious all the time no. because, you know, otherwise it'd be really depressing. And the on. world's depressing enough. Exactly, I was going to say. There's too yeah. many depressing things there is, going yeah. on. <laughs> there, there is. Yeah, I mean, like you said, do the 80 20. As long as 80% of it's positive, ignore yeah. the other 20%. Yeah. You it's, can't please. It's weird. It's a weird world. Yeah. Well, Twitter. it is, isn't it? I mean, I, I, when I think of things like that, like how prepared they are, I. Alex Scott, who I think is tremendous and has, has often puts the men to shame mm. with, with the knowledge or shit. And then if people go, it's not a knowledge, well, it's a prep then. Whatever it is, she's yeah. very good at it, whether it's a yeah. knowledge or whether it's a prep. And she's played Claire the game Baldy. as well. Claire Balding's Brilliant. fantastic. And, and she openly it. says, you know, I go home and I prep, 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 prep. And if you look, she's always got a file in front of her and it's all a prep. And that's why. And, it, and you're not there to necessarily be an expert. You know, if I'm interviewing Frank Lampard, he's the expert. Mm. I'm not going to tell him what he should be doing, but mm. I'm there to, I see it, I'm there to bridge the gap. And I think a good interview is when actually nobody notices if I was there mm. because I've got really good answers through what I've done. Yeah. And really, I should go completely unnoticed. <laughs> well, we had the, we've had uh, Alistair McGowan in to do a different show who was, uh, has got a bit of a reputation on, you know, for asking difficult questions I guess mm -hmm. some some people don't like it I've had issues sometimes with what he asked it's like but I asked him I said you know I haven't loved your questions all the time <laughs> and he was like well you know explaining that sometimes you know he, he might be fourth and therefore the yeah. easy questions have already been asked and all he's got a different he's trying to build something into a different story so he wants that but sometimes he asked uh, you know the manager might have answered Sky say with an easy an open goal question you know is Dominic Calvert-Lewin injured? Yeah, he's injured. Right, yeah. okay. What and about... The and then it's yeah. gone. And then Alistair McGowan's gone back and gone, no, you said he was injured. Yeah. What, what injury is it? Is it? <laughs> and then the manager opens up and gives three or four. And that's what you're... You know, yeah. if you ask the right question, you get an interesting answer. Yeah, that's that, I mean, matters, really, those press conferences are weird. And as I said before, it's so easy when you're sat watching it going, what was that question? That was mm. ridiculous. But if you are like Alistair or sometimes I'm behind him sometimes yeah, if so I you've go got to think, yeah, and yeah. you think all the prep you do and you can have like an A4 sheet of loads <laughs> of notes, loads of questions, you think, right, well, Sky, you know, they obviously pay the most money, so they go first and then Premier League productions go next and then it might be five live and you mm. think, right, well, I'm fourth. <laughs> but about 16 questions have gone. And you're working your And you're thinking, down. I've got nothing. So sometimes you just want to go, you all right, Frank? You know, <laughs> like you think, I've got no questions. And so you have to sometimes ask a question that, 
you probably didn't want to ask or mm. it's slightly off the wall or you have to go back and get more details get on more something because otherwise you know especially now it's live on youtube you can't make an idiot of yourself mm. you can't and maybe if i don't know maybe i'm being unfair maybe if a, a male colleague sort of asked a wishy-washy question no one would really say anything if i ask a wishy-washy question it'll be picked up because i'm the only female voice you don't see us but no. everyone it's quite clear i'm not a man and yeah. give me the microphone it's quite clear i stand out for a different reason and i think mm. if you're daydreaming you know watching a, you know you might let your mind wander or whatever and then you go oh that's a woman asking a question and suddenly everyone's listening to my question and i'm very aware of that but yeah, I agree with Alistair. You're way down the list and you're thinking, oh, my questions have gone. What are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> and Sky seem to get about 400 questions. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a time thing they get or or they ask about three questions in one. In it's one. a three part question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is very, very strange. Those press conferences are strange. Has it, has it always been radio then that you've been in? You know, you're saying you went to, you know, various radio stations that aren't there anymore. Yeah. And then Radio City. So... When you went to Radio City, what were you actually doing there then? Um, I was doing sort of news and sport. I've always been, again, and I don't know if it's a woman thing, I've always been part news, part sport. I've never been fully sport, which okay. is kind yeah, of yeah. the dream. In between City and BBC Radio Merseyside, where I'm at now, I was at Everton. Right. Bit yeah. like we weren't there yeah. at the same time. No. But yeah, I was one of the club journalists there, mm. which, yeah, really enjoyed. Do, it was something I hadn't done before. It is slightly, slightly different, and I think... You quickly learn if you're a journalist, you know, sometimes you can't ask those tough questions as a club journalist because no. you can't because you're there for a very different reason. You're there to give access to players, but yeah, you can't go. Well, Was that, that frustrating? I found it quite difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing an interview with Distan because I was there oh, when he was there yeah, yeah. and he was a really honest guy and mm. did a very long interview with him and I wrote it all up and it was like a really long read and it was about when... Portsmouth were in financial difficulties and he was talking about that and he was talking about you know I think of you know receptionists who lose their jobs when clubs go you know and get relegated and mm. things you know money gets stopped or they get fined and he was calling for tougher regulations and fit and proper per you know person yeah, tests yeah, which yeah. we get you know well allegedly well, allegedly yeah. <laughs> allegedly there, yeah. yeah that's a whole <laughs> other program um and I found it fascinating and I wrote it that that was kind of the top line and it was quite critical of mm -hmm. authorities and I had to water it down yeah. because it was seen as giving him an opinion and I was told, you know, there was, it's a great piece, mm. but put it further down. I couldn't top line with it. Yeah. And I do find that quite difficult, I think. I, I, and it's a skill in itself being a club journalist, as you look, it is mm. a particularly when you're on a bad run. Yeah. It, it's all fine, you know, if you're winning. You win, it's great. <laughs> well, everyone loves Brilliant. good news, you can, I always say you can put any old tat on the social medias then if you're winning because everyone's like, this is ace. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a different skill in itself. Mm. Very different. No, I was going to say. So then from there, with then to Merseyside. Merseyside, yeah. And again, I was quite news-based to start with. It's taken a while and there's been a constant churn of staff, as you would get, and the editor now um is is brilliant he's been he's been instrumental in putting me on the sport giving me a sports show um yeah which i absolutely love and mm. i'm going more that way now which is all, what i've always wanted to do and i try and take my show to as many sporting things as well so mm. this year i've been to do it from eight live from aintree which getting the kit to work was just a nightmare <laughs> uh, yeah held together by sticky tape and string um 
obviously did FA Cup final with, with the other side of the park uh, and Paris with the other side of the park. <laughs> but unfortunately, got, I got tear gassed in that. So that did wasn't, you? yeah, that wasn't oh particularly pleasant experience. No, no. Um, Wimbledon was a really cool one. Wow. Never been at all, but managed to do the show from Wimbledon. Enjoy it. Yeah, it was again. I did it, it different? all. So different to the TV. Um, or it was. I don't. It was more sort of on top of each other. Do you know what? I couldn't get over the smell. It smells. It, that sounds ridiculous. It smells amazing. It smells like uh, the most impressive garden centre because they've got all <laughs> the lush, living walls isn't it? and yeah, the flat. Yeah. Was, and I thought, whoa, it smells lovely. It's lovely. I don't know if it's because you're at football. Like if you do a lot of football, it doesn't, doesn't smell nice. Doesn't smell great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, totally um, different smell, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I remember doing it again. It was at South End years ago when I was covering Tranmere, and you were in like a press box, and it was, had, but it had glass. You were inside. Oh my God, and it stank. Oh. It stank. And, it, and it, it's the only time I think I've ever been girly, and I got some perfume out and was like, and oh, just sprayed everything because it just stank of mold and all sorts. But yeah, Wimbledon was lovely and very, very different, very different pace. Yeah, of course. Not as chaotic, maybe. Uh, but yeah, really good experience. Did it you have strawberries and cream? Of course. I don't like cream, so I didn't have cream. Oh, okay. But, you had but I did have the strawberries and... A little bit of champagne? No. No. Okay. Sadly well, you're working, not. Working, yeah, course, didn't have the yeah. pims, but the strawberries no. were the best strawberries I've ever had in my life. Were they? Yeah. Fair play. I mean, that's what you're there for. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I ate them on air to test them. Oh, okay. Well, you've got to. So it was Well, that's journalism. Work. <laughs> that's proper journalism to me. Is that yeah. you're, you're investigating... Something that is is synonymous yeah. with. I wanted Wimbledon. to check if they were value for money. Okay. And they uh, were. And they were. And apparently they were telling. This is really boring fact. I'm really sorry, but for ten years the Not price has been frozen on the strawberries, really? so they remain the same price. That's fantastic. <laughs> Pity energy bills and everything yeah. else. Aren't everything else had gone. Everything else has gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting into Wimbledon was really expensive, but the strawberries were really cheap. Well, there you go. <laughs> Again, you can't knock that. Uh, obviously. Things are changing. You, you know, we've touched mm. on it before. I'm quite sure what you're operating in now is very different than what you, you certainly yeah. in a porter cabin in Belfield where everyone's gone quiet as you're walking into a country pub and they all turn down. Yeah. That kind of scenario. Uh, have you noticed that? Is that are you seeing? Well, mind you, I'm gonna say you're seeing more females around, but you just said quite often a Finch fan. You're the only. Yeah. You're still the only woman there, which is a bit a bit strange, surely. Yeah, yeah I think national. TV maybe makes it look like there are more women because you know you mentioned yeah. Alex Scott again. Yeah. I think she's fab, and how she deals with the criticism oh, she, as yeah. well, I think is brilliant. You know, I thought she was brilliant on the Olympics when people were giving her. Oh, and, and she was it was essentially her accent, wasn't it? And again, I've had it about my, you know, I'm a northerner. I don't really care that I'm no. a northerner. I like being a northerner. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got yeah. a problem with that. I don't want to have a southern accent. Um, so I have had that about my accent. I'm just kind of like whatever. <laughs> you know, do we love listening to southern accents? Yeah, it's it depends who it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> depends who it is if they're talking sense. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think when you watch TV now, and I think Sky is very good at always having either 50 50 or women involved. Mm. I think maybe at radio level, there's Juliet at Five Live again, who I know well of. I think she's great, yeah. but she can't cover everything because you can't be in 20 places yeah, at course, once, but yeah, yeah it's still. Quite often, you'll be—I'll be the only female mm. at something. I think with the WSL getting bigger, yeah. rightly so. That's on you know the TV much more. I'll, I'll be at the Everton game on Saturday because I do the, the stadium announcing, yeah. which I do love. Um, and they have a lot of you know female commentators on that, pundits, etc. And that's right. I think there's still a long way to go with yeah. having 
it, it's it's nowhere near 50-50. It's not no. even 25-75 when you go to press conferences or radio terms or anything like that. Mm. So there's a, lo there's a long way to go, a long way to go. Yeah. Do you feel, and this probably just for experience and, and getting a little bit older, and that, even though you, you don't see them, <laughs> um, is is it? Are you just more comfortable because you've been doing it for so long, or is it still? Just it, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, age plays a part because yeah, just yeah. naturally, as you get a bit older, you think. I don't really so care. Yeah. what you used to be worried about, you're yeah, just yeah, yeah. not worried about now, and that's yeah. something. I, I do, I do panic sometimes. I don't, I can't eat before going to a press conference because I do know my questions will be looked at, you know, and I could get grief for it. Yeah, I will get grief for it, or. You know, some people either think I shouldn't be asking a manager about their, you know, the team's form or whatever because I am a woman. Um, so it, yeah, it, it is. Ner I'm probably less nervous, but I'm still stressed. Yeah, yeah. I think I've always had a situation as well that, as an adult as well, since I was kind of about twenty twenty one, I'd go to a football game on my own. So that okay. side of it doesn't doesn't, doesn't bother me going to things. I went, mm. as I say, I went to Wimbledon. It, you know, day and back on my own. I'd put, I took all the kit myself, set that up. I'm not bothered, but I can see it is intimidating for mm. some women, whether they're a fan going on their own and I'm in a, a her game to WhatsApp group, which is yeah. lovely and it's a lot of fans and ambassadors and things. And it's got to the point now it's really nice. It's it's dark. And if you're coming out of Goodison and it's dark and you've parked at Sam at the group then. Oh no, it's just a lot of dog pictures. Right, okay, it's a lot of fine. dog pictures. No, yeah. It's dark, yeah. but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a woman that's gone on your own. Like, I don't walk through Stanley Park. No. I, I go the long way around. Oh, but it's nice because women on it have started going, I tell you what, I'm sat such and such a block. If you want to meet me after and anybody wants to walk with me. Mm. And maybe that's a provision for women that can get yeah, better for probably. fans and for female media. Yeah. Because, it, you know, it is it is dark. And, you know, you do, you've yeah. got kit as well. If you're, I often oh, think, yeah. I was talking to a photographer and she's a female photographer at games. She said, oh, I've got to walk back to my car and I've got all this kit and... It's things that you don't think about, but yeah. also I don't think we want to make a fuss because we don't want to seem different to the men. Yeah, yeah. Which it's, but the, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous because you should be able to say, I don't feel very safe going to my car, so can I have some kind of provision for walking back mm. to my car? But at mm. the same time, I think, well, I don't want to be treated any differently, so I'll just shut up and get on with it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a yeah, fine line. It is. You, it's it? odd. And I think sometimes I've let things go in the past that I wouldn't let go now. Mm. But I'm 43. I'm not 23. <laughs> when I was 23, I would have. I just used to go, yes, okay. Experience. <laughs> I think 70% of the time, probably, I still do nod really? and agree. Even if you There's don't. an odd time I will say, no, that's not acceptable. Yeah. That's not right. Maybe when I'm 53, I'll, I'll be the other way and go, I really don't care. That's not on. <laughs> but I still haven't got that confidence. No, but it's, I, I guess it's... You're building up and you've been in it for so long that you and you are seeing changes, but it's probably not quick enough. But that's a confidence thing as well, isn't it? Of, or like you say, just maybe age, just go. I'm what? I'm not having that. It's not yeah, acceptable. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, obviously, we're talking, you know, we're talking about the WSL. Then it is, it is getting bigger, and mm. you know, Everton, Walton Hall Park, and all that. It always get decent crowds and things like that. We obviously seen the Lionesses win. Uh, the Euros in the summer, which was incredible. England actually winning something, which was, yeah. <laughs> and it took the women to do it, which was brilliant. And I'm seeing Jill Scott in stand. the jungle, you oh, know. Do you know fantastic. what? If she does not win that jungle, then <laughs> there is something wrong. <laughs> She's great, but th does that is that all helping as well? Do you think on that journey? Because obviously, people Wembley was full. 
Yes. If, if there's a real buzz about it for days, does that all help? Yeah, them? and I think, I, do you know what? I found myself really emotional, you know, seeing, you know, when the full-time whistle went, mm. I burst into tears at home and I thought, after, I was like, why have I just started crying? Because I wasn't drinking, so it wasn't <laughs> the ale. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, and do you know what? And I remember thinking, I heard Rachel Brown, you know, she was quite emotional. Mm. Alex Scott was emotional. And it felt a lot for women in sport, whether you play football or whatever sport you're in or you cover it or just fans. And I think it felt like, do you know what? We, this might be, everyone's going to be heard now. We're going to be taken seriously and we've got a part to play in this. Mm. Um, I, I don't think the momentum has continued as fast as everybody would have liked to have seen it. Mm. But I think I went into work the next day and I was fired up. I was like, <laughs> I am not taking anything now. I am going to be included in everything and I am a woman in sport. And I don't think it's hard to keep that level yeah, going because you can't have, you know, the Lionesses winning a tournament every week. And unfortunately, that's what it's going to take. Mm. I think, yeah, the WSL, I think the TV rights have made it a lot better. Mm. I think... You know, Everton have always been great, and I'm not just saying that because I'm sat here. Everton mm. have always been great. The women have been at Finch Farm for quite some time. Yeah, not all yeah. teams get that. No, no. Um, they're, you know, they're very much included. I think we're seeing a lot of women's teams included in just, you know, like the kit launches and all that. It's yeah, basic yeah. things mm. about if you can't see it, you can't be it. It's, it's yeah. as simple as that. You can't be involved in it. I, I'm seeing the, the numbers at Walton Hall Park going in the right direction. I don't think COVID helped. I don't no, think no. COVID impacted the women's game massively. And mm. that's such a shame because I think there was one game at Walton Hall Park and then the pandemic hit. hit there was, I think it was against United and mm. then everything ground to a halt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully in the next 12 months, it builds even more. What I do like about women's football is there's not, there's the rivalry, but it's not kind of as, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. It's not. Bitter. Yes. That's <laughs> the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And I think everyone gets on a little bit mm. more. And I've seen, you know, players from other teams coming to Walton Hall Park. I've seen some of the Liverpool girls coming and watching the games because mm. they come and watch. And everybody seems to get on a little bit. Like whether or not as it gets bigger, that will stay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if that's how it will keep. Um, but the, the, all the women's players, I know that Chelsea came to Walton Hall Park a few weeks ago. And Millie Bright, obviously, complete legend now mm. of the game because of what she's done with England. And she's, I mean, I was already getting in my car. And she was still signing autographs. She was taking photographs for anybody who wanted one. And I think that's what the women have to do. They know that and they're, they're ambassadors for the game. And, you know, seeing Jill Scott, she just is a lovely person. Yeah, yeah. What you see is a lot of them are lovely. And, you know, they're all having to do, you know, um, sort of university courses. Mm. They're all having to do that because they know when they finish, that's not the end. That, no, they can't that, retire. No, no. They're not Cristiano Ronaldo. No. They haven't got billions in the bank. This mm. is a job, and then they need another job when they, they finish. Job, and yeah. not, they can't all be pundits because there's not enough roles. No. So, yeah, I think Gabby George is doing some sort of legal type qualification. Yeah. Uh, Nico, she's doing engineering degree, and she expects to go into, I think it's innovation engineering. Nice. Which, yeah, I didn't know what that was. Good. <laughs> but they're all really intelligent. Mm. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that is right. I'm, you know, there'll be people who are, who are listening who say, well, yeah, but players in League 2 will have to do exactly the mm. same. They can't retire and that's, no. and that's it because of things. So th there will be that journey, but the fact is, it, the more it is available, the more it is on TV, the more success that, you know, nations... Yeah. I was in, in Barcelona in October and 
their women's team, you know, it, it's up there with all the Lewandowski, they get yeah. huge crowds. We've seen a Champions League, you know, Man City, Arsenal, these kind of teams. And so it, it's there, I've been, been going to America for years and their, their women's team it's is huge. bigger than, than yeah. my bike miles. And I know it's, there's other sports there which dominate that, but that, you know, there is that interest we saw in the World Cup and, you know, all of the, the headlines they've made and things like that. So it, it does seem like it, it's going in the right direction. It, I'm not going to sit here and go, it's going at a great pace because yeah. quite clearly I can never have that opinion other than observe it. I'm not on the other side, like, like I've just said. But, I mean, the more, listening to, again, going back to Jill Scott, talking about when she was playing football as a kid, you know, yeah. playing with and the, the boys and they're giving parents are yeah. giving a stick because she's taking the ball off. But we're seeing lots of girls now, young girls playing football. It was alien when when I was a kid. Oh, girls and play football. I remember being a kid mm. and you just couldn't you couldn't play football. You just mm. could. And I think I'm pretty sure school at one point said you can't play with the boys in the playground. I think you know because mm. I think probably and maybe quite rightly I don't know that you might get clattered. So you just couldn't do it. Mm. But now I mean my son plays football. And the amount of girls, there's actual girls' teams now. Mm. So it used to be like you'd get an odd girl in with the boys yeah, until yeah. a certain age when they were told to stop. But now there's just, you know, from little little ones, there's just entire play. squads. Yeah, yeah. And that's brilliant that it's mm. just an option. And it's not saying, you know, like I say to my son, it doesn't matter about going on and being a famous footballer. That's not what mm. having a kickabout's about. It's a life skill. It's about learning how to lose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you don't always win in life. And it's about working as a team and it's about making friends. And I just think... Health and fitness as health well. And, yeah, all those things, yeah. getting outside, getting the fresh air. And it's maybe something that was shut to a lot of girls who really wanted to do that for so long. And it's mm. like, well, how about you go and do gymnastics ballet. or something? Yeah. Ballet or gymnastics yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't open to them. And, and I love that. But you see it with the athletics as well. You know, the girls are brilliant. Katerina mm. Johnson-Thompson, she yeah, is an yeah, absolute yeah. icon. Mm. Natasha Jonas in the boxing. Yeah. You know, yeah, these are yeah. local women in Merseyside that are doing massive things. Molly you know. McCann, obviously. Yeah. You know, and Molly McCann, yeah. and stuff like Bianca that. Bianca Walton yeah, yeah. is another one. You know, they're just smashing all these boundaries. And I just think there has never been a better time to say to young girls, you can do this. Do Nothing is without your reach. Mm. And that's what I like. There's a long way to go. Mm. There is a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and as you rightly say, you know, some League Two footballers, can't retire on what they've earned and I don't mm. think it's even about that mm. but it's about giving women the chance to say do you know what it, it is different women's football is different and I know mm. some guys go it's not for me which is fine mm. it's completely fine but you don't need to badmouth it at the same time no simple no. as that Lioness is the final was absolutely fantastic the goals are brilliant it is improving it is yeah. and people will always have that opinion people will I can't watch Premier League football half the time because <laughs> I'm traumatised watching it's Everton. Stressful. It's stressful. Um, but the more it's on and the more it is and the more people will go, okay, then let's have, you know, let's see what's what. And the crowds we're seeing, like we said before, at Walton Park and around other stadiums will hopefully yeah. continue. And it's accessible, isn't it? And that's, I think that's the biggest thing and seeing young girls being able to go and watch women's football, not just men's yeah. football, but being able to go and think, oh, you know what, I quite fancy that when I'm older and that. I think that can only be, that can only be a good thing. And I think another criticism is, oh well, it's a quid for kids at women's football, so that's why people are going. Well, do you know what? Yeah, because it's expensive. It is yeah. expensive to go to a Premier League game, and if you haven't got a season ticket, half the time it's nigh on impossible you to get, get even. Anyway. You know, yeah. so how do you introduce kids to live football? Otherwise, you're going to have a whole generation of kids that think it's either on TV or on FIFA, yeah. 
and you know played on places. He got that. Yeah, and that's it. So how do you get people to go and see live games? Well, you make it accessible because everybody, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm the same as you. I'm like permanently, if I need to put my heating on, I'm like, it's been on 44 <laughs> minutes. It's got to go off now. And that's it. You know, that's how it is. So your water bottle. You know, well, exactly. Oh God, I have got three water bottles on the go at the minute. So, you know, it isn't an easy time for any no, of us of course, right yeah. now. So how can you make football accessible? Mm. You can make it cheap and you can get people to take their families. It's the same as the under 21s games yeah. or mm. whatever. You get them in and they get to see some good football. good football they get to see it live yeah. and they go home otherwise we're going to have so many kids that have never seen a live game and that yeah. worries me and it's also the affiliation being there and especially like from an Everton perspective whatever whichever mm. women's team it is you go and watch it your affiliation with the club and you see it live and the play and then and kids enjoy that the thrill of going yeah. and it might take them on into, into the first team and... or they can get the autographs yeah. and make them the more accessible so you know it is you know massively important just to finish then, what for you, because obviously we haven't achieved what you would like, which is, you know, more women bouncing around press conferences, so you're not on your own. Yeah. But what's your, <laughs> have you got somewhere where, where you, like, where would you like to go with your career and, and what, what is like your wish list that you'd like to see? Yeah, I mean, I do think I've, like, going back to the start where I said Radio 600, mm. I kind of always... I don't really back myself and maybe I should. So when I say, you know, like Radio 600, I always knew it was a bit rubbish, so I'll put the number really low. I maybe need to. I love it, that's the other place that you started there, so you could build yeah. up to me. <laughs> don't, don't go the yeah. other way, you're building up. Yeah, and I, d- I don't know, I've always sort of maybe been happy to just be in the mix. And I think okay. it's only the last few years where I've thought, Do you know what, no, you've got to say, no, this is what I want. And mm. I mean, five years ago, I never thought I would have a sports show. Okay. Maybe. 18 months ago, I never thought I'd have a sports show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to have done that, and I kind of gave myself this year. I said, right, you've got to go for it this year. Mm. And if it's not happening, maybe sport isn't for you, and you go okay. back into the news. And what I've achieved in that 12 months where I've just gone, do you know what, I'm going out, I'm going hell for leather here, I am going for everything, <laughs> is great. So, yeah, I would like to do, I'd like to be in the mix, much. I'd like to do a lot more press conferences, so I'm not stressing. <laughs> I think I will always stress. I think I will do my millionth press conference and still, still go in the car like that. Nerves <laughs> are good, though, aren't they? Nerves are good. They keep you, they keep you sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to do... I don't know, TV's never been a thing Has for it me. Not? I just love radio, but then it's a dying art, so maybe I'm going to have to go down the TV route. <laughs> um, and I like doing... I'd love to make documentaries, sport documentaries, okay. because I love... The psychology, what makes people tick, mm. what makes, and they are a different breed. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says, they're not like us. <laughs> they're not, they're completely mm. different. Mm. And yeah, I like talking to a lot of the sports people about the psychology of them, who yeah. they are. Mm. You know, we get frustrated and, you know, you can go home and you can mull over games or you can mull over what's happened, mm. but they're very different the way they do it. So yeah, maybe do some sort of series of, People think, yeah, some sporting icons. I'm trying to think of anyone I've not interviewed that I'd like to interview. Do you know what I love? Sue Barker. Love okay. Sue Barker. I think, again, she was a trailblazer. Yes, yeah, she was, yeah, um, of course. And yeah. I got to meet some people at Wimbledon, but I didn't get to meet her. But I'd love to, and obviously, you know, she's come to kind of towards the end of her career. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she's going to go and do something else. I would. I can't imagine now That's she's stepped fun. back. Mm. 
But yeah, it's kind of, I love talking to trailblazers. Well, of course, she took, you know, Question of Sport, which was mm. a huge, it was, I know people. And that's a hard People job. might be looking now and ask, it's gone massively downhill, let's be it's, honest. It's not what it was. It's not, no. no. But it was, it was like a, a staple, wasn't it? Yeah. She won for years. And she, and she took was great on she it. Was, she was excellent. She took yeah. over for years. And, and that was obviously a lot of males on it because of the sport, how it was, and it got more females as it went on. But for her, she would be that interesting. This, it feels to me almost like you, you develop your radio show, you get yourself a YouTube channel with you <laughs> and build your own podcast. I don't know if anyone would be bothered about me. Yeah, but you've got to talk. A, I don't know. Yeah, but you've got to, you, you're talking about backing yourself so yeah. you know if you want if you want to set the example so that young women don't go what you went through right at the start you've got to put yourself out there I think, you're better I think swinging and, and missing than never swinging at all yeah i think that's what it is you i know, was going to say never throwing a punt maybe not that line not you that know, yeah you know that's what i meant kind of not what i want to do no no throwing <laughs> you know you having a shot you're better shooting trying, than trying to score. and failing yeah. and working out where it went wrong and coming back stronger yeah mm -hmm. definitely and yeah i love all that i love taking the show out places so a lot more live stuff but it's Brilliant. you know it's getting the chance to go to places yeah so. yeah it's hard, isn't it, getting in places? But yeah, anything like that. And I think you're right. And I think I've the last sort of twelve months, I've realised I have got to be more vocal about it. I've got to say things, and I've got to go and you know, if a girl arrives, a girl, a woman, I shouldn't say a girl, a woman. arrives, at, you know, something I'm at, and I'll always go over and chat and yeah, stuff because. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, I've been there when no one wants to talk to you and it's not a nice place. <laughs> You've got to be the example setter. Yeah, exactly. Go and, go and be the trailblazer you're talking about interviewing. So you've I got don't know if I'm that exciting. <laughs> I like to go home and put my slippers on. That's fine. You, you can wear your cape until you get home. And, get and then home, you can yeah. put your slippers and get your water bottle yeah. out and watch. I'm trying to, yeah, Black you know Widow, you know, she's a, an iconic Avenger. Mm. She probably still goes home and puts her slippers on. I mean, I know, spoiler, spoiler alert. When she's not her, with them. Her, de her demise, obviously, you know. she doesn't go and put her slippers on now. But but she did. I'm she, sure did. she did. I'm sure she was quite happy with that. There you go. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Trailblazer in the day, slippers and hot water bottle in the night. Yeah, but you're the same, aren't you? Yeah. Slip, uh, or are you at showbiz slides? parties? Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm home watching. I'm a celebrity. With me water bottle, I'm quite happy. Do you know, that. I've never watched it until this series. Really? Yeah. And I'm completely hooked on it. Mm. Uh, yeah. I've been hooked on it for... But I don't think for good reasons. <laughs> I just want, I mean, this one is a hard watch because of who's in it, but you know, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of yeah. that and football Jill's documentaries. I absolutely love football documentaries. Yeah, I watch a lot of them. I watch yeah. a lot of documentaries. I don't know if you've watched the um, Tyson and Bruno one as well. Oh, no, I've not seen it. Recommend good. that one. Again, for psychology yeah, behind yeah. sports people. And I introduced my my lad's 14. Mm. I introduced him to the Senna documentary, oh, which yeah. is the film, which Very is good. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he went straight off and he was YouTubing Senna's best man. And I thought, that is peak parenting right there. there. You go. I, 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 that's me You've done. You've introduced them. I've gone and. I'm done. So, yeah, I, I, I know a lot of people say, oh, do you watch Towie or Love Island? Oh, God, no. I'm not judging anyone who does, but no. I couldn't think of anything worse. No. So, I do tend to watch a lot of live sport. Love, love Formula One. Mm. I think, do you know what? Actually, I tell a lie. I know what I'd love to do in an ideal world. Go on. Do the grid interviews, you know, like when they're, when they're on the I'll starting wonder, grid. I had Jenny Gow on the show and I think she's awesome. And I'd love to do that because it is by, fly by the seat of your pants. And that always makes me think with football, you know, these fellas are about to go and drive 200 miles an hour. And two seconds before they get in the car, there's they someone with that, that with the yeah, microphone, microphone in going, yeah. but we can't do pre-match with a player. Why not? I think, it'll I think it'll change. I think in the next few years it'll change because in America they do a lot of things like that where they're... Well, we 
we've said this lots of times. We, we know people who are involved in with American clubs in the media and stuff. And they're in the changing rooms. They're in the changing rooms. Room, yeah. I think seven or eight minutes after the game. Yeah. So the players have literally got to do what they're doing, and the presser open the doors are open, and then you go with the microphone, and they've got to answer it. And yeah. We'll pull up. We're starting to see managers being interviewed at half time now. Which we never did, and that come from America. We've got a few. Yeah, of them I think recently. they're on a rotor, aren't they're they? They're on a thing of grabbing someone. So I think you're right. I think things I things think will move that. Because it is like a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, five years time, and I think all the Netflix series that we're seeing yeah, yeah, are yeah. changing. How what viewers want, want from? Because yeah. you see it with again. I watch a lot of Formula One, and you see it. And Christian Horner, I know he's the pantomime yeah. villain of F1, but you know he's. Talking to his drivers one minute mid-race and then he's, you know, hooking up to the commentary in his voice and he's explaining what he's doing. And I think all that will filter into football. Football will be the last one to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll have to do it. They'll have to go. Because it's going to become so competitive mm. and there's so many other sports opening up, like Netflix are doing the tennis now. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I think Prime is in with a few other things that they're starting to film. They're going to have to get on board and they can't keep everything behind closed doors anymore because it's not how people consume I was going to say, the audience is changing, isn't it? It's not how what people... What want has changed. Yeah, you know, the next generation coming through, they're used to watching, you know, YouTubers and stuff like that. They've got, they've got to change. It's got to change, isn't it? It's got to change. So how do you relax finally? How do I relax? Again, I do, I've got a little dog. I do a lot of dog walking. Good. Which is... It's good. Again, steps in. I'm a really boring person. I probably shouldn't say that. I'm a boring person. I watch a lot of sport on TV. Mm. So I don't really watch any soap operas or anything like that. Yeah. If I'm going to watch something, I watch something that's complete tat. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I like The Crown. Sounds like very good. Educational. Very good. Well, I don't think it's educational because I don't think any of it's real. Oh, I don't. Know. I think I think there is a there's a fact runs through it, and yeah. then there's a lot of fluff around it. Yeah, so I think you do couple, get. Yeah. I think you do get bits of educational bits in it but you do obviously also I get think as it's got to now on the crown I can't believe I'm sorry talking about the crown no, this is not where we've now gone it's, it's all gone but I think now because we know what's happening yeah. I think when it was the early series and clearly we're born when yeah, yeah, you know yeah, course, Queen Elizabeth yeah. took to the throne mm. or whatever I lost all sense of reality and I by the end of it thought I was it wasn't Claire Foy I was watching a fly on the wall with the queen with the queen yeah. I was like and then I kept saying have to say to myself no you you're a sensible person you know this isn't real <laughs> I was like oh, no it's a fly on the wall documentary with the queen <laughs> oh, well, if they are, to be fair they have done it they have done a good job on that there you go for it. <laughs> Maybe that's your thing. Review some Netflix shows. Yeah, Maybe. I watch a lot of Star Wars as well, which I think you guys are quite into your Star Wars. I'm, I'll be on. I, I think it's more Ped, three. isn't it? Ped, there is. Ped is upset. I, I'm the, the, the original three. I'm, I'm about to put a Christmas tree up at home. Oh, it's amazing. And my Christmas tree decorating film is an elf, isn't Home Alone. It's The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, which is, is the, which great, the greatest film the greatest of Star all Wars time. Film, anyway, no, not just Star Wars film. Of all time. Of all time. It's a great film. I will I'm not, not hear it. Me and you have had a nice time. I'm, I'm not, not going to argue with, with you. you. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm not, you just said you're not confident. I'm, I'm scared right now. I'm not arguing <laughs> no, with I'm, you. No, I'm confident that That's the Empire Strikes amazing. Back. I love it. It's, it's a tremendous film. I'm, and I'm leaving it there. <laughs> Julia, thank you very, thank very you. much for joining me. There you go. Check out Julia's uh, weekend preview show, which is on a Friday on BBC. Yeah, Mersey, six till seven. There you go. <laughs> right there, you've heard it. Right there. Big thanks for watching. See you later.